With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listeners, how you doing? It's me, Jake, and uh, we're doing Silent Hill this week, but we ran into a problem while researching, which is uh, there's way more games in this series than we could cover in a week, and uh, I was kind of at my end's meet. I was I was uh, praying to a horrific cult sun goddess, uh, just begging for the incubator to just come and take me away, uh, and then in the darkness, through the fog from the other world, uh, on my YouTube feed, it turns out gaming royalty and previous guest Matt McMuscles has been covering uh, the later Silent Hill games in the HD collection as part of his What Happened series, and I uh, begged him to talk about it with us. Hey, Matt, are you there? Uh, I'm here. I don't know where gaming royalty is, but I'm here. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for having me on. Your gaming manner sits like cold and dusty and like local children like whisper secrets about it. <laughs> and there's like an old woman on the on the porch just like cackling while petting a very mangy cat. <laughs> but you come from you. You st- still the old blood remains. Right, right, right. <laughs> the what's it? It's uh, from House Machinima. You uh, your your house once. Oh my once god! Yes, from. no. That's that's what they were called. House. Um, god, I was gonna say uh, house like no longer exists. House. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is? I'm I'm sorry. What is your take on? We'll get we'll get into uh, the Silent Hill series in a second. But like, sure. Uh, honestly, as long as I have been watching videos on the internet, you have been making videos on the internet. Uh, how how do you feel about the current YouTube uh, environment? Like, are, you don't keep up with any of the drama. You don't keep up with like any of the flame wars. Like, you're just doing you. But like from this distance, from this perspective, like what do you see before you? I I see like uh, like the universe of like Mad Max. Honestly, I see <laughs> I see I see content creators trying to figure things out because nobody knows. I see. Mm-hmm. Can I make Mortal Kombat videos? I don't know. Turn the blood green. I'm not sure. What do we do? <laughs> How does this work? I don't know. Everyone's just huddled around little fires, little oil drums, just warming themselves, just trying to go. What do we do next? How do we go from here? And I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, that's that seems to be what it is. It's a barren wasteland and everyone's just trying to survive. You put an image in my head of like uh, Fury Road where yeah. like all the war boys are Instagram models and instead <laughs> of like huffing gas, it's all like CBD vapes. And it's just trying to get the great angles with their phones yeah. and yeah, putting, finding the, the perfect filters and, and everything. Yeah, I um, will vibe. 
aesthetic and chrome. That, that that's that's content creation in 2019 for sure. So we're gonna try and cover the in the uh, we're gonna try and cover the first four games, the Team Silent games, but then uh, coming out of the coming out of the West, starting in 2007, there's like a there's a second quadrilogy that needs to be acknowledged. Mir- uh, mirrored quadrilogy. Yes, one light, one dark, <laughs> two. Two sets of four, all f- all born from the darkness within the human mind, and Konami's bizarre, almost manic depressive attitudes towards game publishing. Yeah, no, really. Like especially in the God mid two thousands, I think that's a great way to describe Konami, especially nowadays. But like mid two thousands, when when I said manic depressive view of game publishing is when they really it's really started to manifest so we're talking uh 2007 gave us silent hill origins on the psp uh homecoming that was uh ps2 ps3 xbox 360 yeah that was 2008 yeah uh shattered memories on the wii and playstation 2 and uh downpour uh which feels like it shouldn't have come out but it did come out on the ps3 and 360 probably it was a that's that was how you did it back then yeah usually <laughs> so like all of these are much maligned uh heavily criticized and you know never none of them really made a bump in the sales chart really but of these entries like before we start picking apart what went wrong which of these games would you say is like the best one the one that's like at least worth playing you know of of the western ones i i'd say downpour is pretty close the, the closest the West got, I mean, uh, it was made in, in uh, the Czech Republic, um, you know, where, where all, all the biggest games that Konami, like, didn't want to spend a lot of money on uh, came so out So geographically, from. it was the furthest east of the Western games. That's very true. It was geographically closest to Japan and thus got its spooky Shinto energy. Is this racist? <laughs> I don't know. Edit it out. Check later. Uh, downpour is as close as I think the West really got to, you know, um, uh, Climax Studios based in the UK, notwithstanding, but you know, their projects were always kind of spinoffs or reimaginings, what have you. But like a downpour, it has a lot of problems. It's bad if your survival horror game has poor enemy design. I think when you're trying to scare the player with monstrosities, having really lame monstrosities, not the best thing. Well, like, um, you know, Silent Hill uh, 1 had the freaky dogs. Silent Hill 2 had, like, the weird, like, mangled sexy nurses and the mannequin legs. Mm-hmm. And Silent Hill 3 had these, like, hulking masculine forms with, like, gaping vaginal, like, scarring. Like, so what were the enemies in Downpour? Uh, Harley Quinn <laughs> and uh, Man Bat. <laughs> That's about it. Well, you said, t- what if a man had some fangy fangs and spooky wings? Basically, like, it was th- th- this big shaved, like, creature. Like, a-, a, they're all basically humanoid. They're all just, you know, the the eye sees a human silhouette on most of them. And just, that was basically it. There, there's a boss creature here and there that was, like, at least something a little bit different. But enemies were not that game's forte. It was kind of like... Downpour gets some points because um, it was kind of as, as close as you can get to an open world Silent Hill game. You know, the, the, the first couple in this series were kind of open world, but in the sense that, you know, you could go around here and there. But I mean, there are side quests. Someone would say, like, can you do this for me? And you'd go around and kind of, you know, um, complete a mission and get like, you know, like a... 
you know, that sounds very video gamey, like especially nowadays, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of worked in that context for Silent Hill Downpour. You know, graphically, it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, it's 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 real compliment. You're like in a 2012 game, you're like, graphically, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> um, but, you know, it had, you know, some bug issues. Its story wasn't the most... Um, well thought out. That was the one where you're a convict, right? Yeah, you're a convict, but they didn't really go. You're a com- convict, but you had sympathy because it wasn't really your fault, depending <laughs> on what you did in the game. Like it was, it was, it was a kind of a mess from a storyline standpoint. Wait, wait, you could change what you're. I'm sorry. The whole point of Silent Hill is that you're some seemingly innocent th- person, and you wander in, and then it turns out you're repressing some horrible trauma or some guilt. And at the end, you're like, oh, the spooky flesh bed monster represented my guilt over my family member that I did something terrible to. And then you come to terms to it. In Downpour, you could, like, game the system so you actually didn't do anything wrong? Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, you did something wrong, but it's, you know, still really sympathetic. Like, you murdered someone, but you murdered someone in self-defense or that person was, like, a huge, like, uh, jerk or (laughs) or whatever. You could game the system enough where it's like, well, I don't want to feel bad about my character, but, I mean, mean, it's really not well thought out. Having a convict go to Silent Hill? Oh, that's interesting. But I think some of the feedback the development team got was like, well, I don't want to play a bad guy. Mm. Like, I, wh- why would I care if this guy, like, you know, lives or dies? Like, uh, I'd, I'd actually prefer him to die, um, depending what the, 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 the offense that's is. Some, but, that's some Eastern block justice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can get in the system enough where it's like, well, you know, you can be really sympathetic to this guy. And like, he was, you know... Uh, he was put in a bad situation, blah, blah, blah. So usually, yeah, it's just a normal everyday person that might have some hidden trauma or something they're denying themselves or something they, you know, can't uh, see the reality of. But in Downpour, it's like, eh. I mean, again, I get the idea of like, well, you know, you can kind of create your own adventure. That's cool. Well, then don't make it a convict. <laughs> it, it, it was two things that were contrasting heavily against each other. But... You know, that was the last real full, full like Silent Hill game that came out. And it wasn't it was it was like a wet fart they went out on rather than like, you know, a a a, a triumphant moment. Because, you know, little do we know that we weren't going to see a Silent Hill game for a long time. And even after that, even a longer time, because the last Silent Hill project, of course, the one that would have failed with Hideo Kojima, Guillermo del Toro and Junji Ito being a part of that would have been a bomb and a disaster so i'm glad that got canceled <laughs> god it's ah, sometimes i just think about it and just like openly sigh in public it's yeah, very yeah. it's upsetting and uh did they ever finish that like remake project for pt or did that get shut down because they uh blabbed too early about it i think everyone blab like there's like a mil- there's like a couple of kickstarter games that were like well i'm gonna I'm going to make like a, a game that's a lot like PT. Like I think it was Allison Road that kind of went nowhere. And I, yeah, I, I think that any sort of fan remakes have always kind of been shut down. So as far as I'm I, I'm aware, none have really you know surfaced. My old roommate uh, prided himself on having like a PS3 with it still on there. Yeah, no, I, I still have mine. Like I'm not I'm never going to delete that. Like I haven't played it more than twice, but I mean. If I ever want to sell that PS4, it'll be, I can, you know, it's there. So 
what do you think it is about uh God, really I'm st- I'm still thinking of shitty monsters in a Silent Hill game, which the yeah. whole point the whole point is you walk into a room where a survivor of sexual abuse is being haunted by a hulking like actual flesh bed and you have to shoot it with a shotgun and in downpour uh it's it's you're, you're just saying they got like spooky clowns that's it. it it's downpour does take a different tack because it's like you it, it it always felt to me like they didn't really go into the personality of the character that much. Like the, the character that you are Murphy Pendleton, he's not even, even if you try to play the game, like a jerk, the, the character's modeling his voiceover. He seemed like a good guy, especially in the scenes where they couldn't write them any differently. Like it wasn't a branching choice. So he, it just feels like he's fighting monsters that just happen to be there. Not monsters that are there for his own personal torture. Like it, it just seemed to me. Maybe, maybe it, you know, it has been a little while since I, I've actually played it. I mean, I, I've you know had to make a video or two about it. You know, in the last uh, like twelve uh, months or so, so I have I've waded through a lot of footage. But it 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 kind of seemed like they lost that bit of Silent Hill. And depending on your character, depending on what your character's background is, like uh, Alex Shepard from Silent Hill: Homecoming, like he was a military man. N- the creatures didn't really reflect that that much. It's it's a tricky balance, but like it it for downpour, it just felt like a not very personal Silent Hill. Uh, maybe except for some of the bosses had something to do with him, but even then, it, it just kind of felt like you were just you just happen to be a dude and you're in Silent Hill, and there there was already bad crap going on in Silent Hill, and you just happened to have wandered in. I, re- I have like vague memories of you having a good time playing uh, Shattered Memories. That's the one where it's full of like uh, Nintendo Wii motion control shenanigans and like the instead of like rust and uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's uh, ice, bloody linens, yeah, it's ice. What what about that one? Um, that one, it's like it. You know, you could have called it something else. You could have called it, you know, uh, whatever, like you know, Quiet Mountain, what have you. <laughs> um, all those Silent Hill uh, mock names. You you could have made it a completely different horror franchise, and I think it probably would have done a bit better because it was so so different from the first game. I mean, the this aside from the story being you're in Silent Hill and you're searching for your daughter. That's really. You know, and a couple of characters that appear here and there, that's really the only links it has to the first game because they did more than, I mean, that was going to be a completely different game. That wasn't even supposed to be a reimagining, remake, whatever you want to call it, of Silent Hill 1. That was going to be a brand new Silent Hill game called Silent Hill Cold Heart. Oh. And you played as a completely different character and your origins were different. The ice stuff was still there, but then they decided to change it into a remake of of reimagining of Silent Hill 1. And I I think it probably would have been better served as a completely standalone Silent Hill game. Because when you call it Silent Hill Shattered Memories, that doesn't invoke to anybody, yeah, this is a remake. So what was the point? I mean, the the draw of remaking something that was like a PlayStation bestseller is like always, you know, it's like, oh, we got to stick to what was popular. But like, even that, like the game, by the time, it can, by 2008, the available audience, or yeah, two thousand nine. By the by that time, like the amount of people who played games was like exponentially bigger. Mm. So like the idea of like, oh, we'll finally recapture all a million people who played the original PlayStation game. Like, there's now 
six billion people who will buy a video game now. The Wii, like, was the mo- how, how many hundreds of millions of people owned a Wii? Yeah, and, like, since it was also released on the PS2 and the PSP, I mean, there's those audiences, too. Nobody bought a PS2. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, PS2 is still selling really well in 2009, <laughs> I think, but, um, uh, yeah, it's just, like, they, they should have either made a straight forward remake and just call it Silent Hill 1, Silent Hill remake, whatever you want to call it, or just done a brand new game. The the weird like half measure they did of making it a full reimagining that had very tenuous links to the first game kind of muddled the waters a little bit, didn't really let anyone know what it was. But it's still a very interesting game, and it does away with a lot of series things. Again, making you think, why did they remake this in the guise of Silent Hill 1? But it, it's one of the more interesting, like if I was to say of any of the Western post Silent Hill, uh, sorry, Team Silent Games, um, of the ones that I've beaten, uh, Shadow Memories and Downpour are, are certainly there. I, I would say like, you know, completely ignore uh, Homecoming, <laughs> you know, ignore Book of Memories. I haven't played uh, Silent Hill Origins, the uh, PSP prequel. Apparently takes place before Silent Hill 1. Um, Which is, you know, because people who played Silent Hill 1 definitely are just like, I need to know more about Dahlia Giuseppe. Mm. That's, if only I could find out more about beloved franchise character Dahlia Giuseppe. Dahlia Giuseppe, I swear, she should have been played by the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. <laughs> like, she should just be throwing cats at everyone. And she's even dressed the same. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just her character oh dahlia you and your backwards religion catholicism what i don't get it uh and also stay away oh no don't stay away actually come in and watch a uh, silent hill revelations 3d because that's a room style disaster uh that 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 should be watched with some type of beverage it can be alcoholic i'm not gonna say but it, it should be watched with some type of beverage handy because that's at least uh, something worth uh, watching just just a point and laugh at. So there's that as well. Yeah, we don't want to advocate alcohol. Obviously, it's perfectly fine if you want to soak a rag with ether and puff <laughs> it deeply. Or just spin in a, spin around in a circle a bunch till you can't know which way you feel. Yeah, same effect, yeah. Yeah, God, that was... So the first movie people liked. The first movie, would be, you know, this is uh, it's up there as like a passable video game movie. Yeah, I think at the very least it's passable. Um, it, it still has some weird problems, some weird issues and, and things they just changed for no real reason, which actually kind of messed up the sequel even more. So they had to deal with that. But like, yeah, the first ones, you know, to, like if it's on Netflix, give it a watch. If it's on uh, if uh, something Revelations 3D is is on any service like only watch it if you and your friends want to laugh at something never watch it alone i i strongly endorse against that so that revelations 3d downpour and the hd collection which we we barely touched on uh all came out in 2012 uh at the like at the same time or like how did the how did they roll that out um, it, everything was going to come out October, 2011, everything, the movie, the Vita game, it, the HD collection. So they wanted four Silent Hill projects in one month, uh, which is probably the most ambitious and stupidest thing I can think of. I've, I've like EA doesn't do that. You know, Activision doesn't do that with like product launches. I don't know why Konami thought they could, but, um, 
yeah, all of the video game projects got delayed because none of them were close to being done, I guess. Uh, but the movie w- was finished. So that did come out October 2011. Um, and then all the video games, well, actually, no, uh, two of the video games came out in March. No scarier month than March uh, <laughs> to come out then. And then the Vita game was then delayed by like six months to October of 2012. Which in my What Happened series was like, why didn't you just delay them all? <laughs> why? Why? And probably mostly because uh, March is the end of their uh, like fiscal quarter. Got to get the products oh. in there. So I understand that. But like, I guess the Vita version was just too far off. And they were like, no, we have to delay this further. But I, I think it would have benefited everybody if they had delayed everything even further. I mean, it would have sucked to have another delay, but I mean, ultimately it would have served those games a lot better because Downpour was a mess on release. Like it had a lot of performance and bug issues and the least said about Silent Hill, the HD collections uh, launch state, the better. Yeah. Wait. So I'm looking at these, these uh, developers. So team silent is this legendary, like almost once in a lifetime assemblage of young talent given like a ton of freedom, enough resource to actually like, pull it off and like no oversight so they could actually like shoot for what they would actually made them passionate. Yeah. Like, like famously the, uh, you know, the guy who did the CG like worked uh, nights and weekends to like make sure that he had enough render time and wanted to like hand animate all the facial expressions, even though that like yeah. pushed the game back a year. Uh, but uh, the sequels, there's uh climax games, double helix games, Vatra games, like, they don't have the same kind of, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, it's a veritable who's that of <laughs> development studios. So, like, is it just a product of, like, small game studios? Or, uh, you know, uh, for example, Double Helix did Silent Hill Homecoming. Uh, and then just it just G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, Green Lantern, Battleship. They fucking even made a Battleship tie-in game? Jesus Christ. From the movie, yeah. Double Helix is a special case, but because the, there are actually a, a bunch of development studios that actually uh, combined into one. Like there are like, uh, uh, God, the Gathering of Developers, Shiny Entertainment. Oh wow! It was, it was a bunch of developers actually like combined forces and opened up a studio somewhere else, like uh, California. And um, yeah, there was a. It, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little rough. For a couple of years, but then they went on to make like uh, the Killer Instinct reboot from Microsoft and Capcom Strider reboot. Both were excellent starts, and then they got bought up by um, Amazon, according to the Wikipedia tab I hastily opened. Yeah, they were got talking. bought up by Amazon and have released nothing since. So they released zero games since 2014, and every day that goes by w- when there isn't an official announcement that they've been shut down is shocking to me. As someone who once held a, who's recently held a job that should not have existed for like three years straight, you just show up to work and just keep tapping away. Just, yep, and yeah, don't, and try not someone to tells you it. to stop. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, um, uh, you know, I I would say that they're, you know. You could say that they're they no longer exist. I think that's fair. Uh, they did have one game in development. I even played it. I went to their development studio. I was invited to uh, to California a few years ago to play their game called Breakaway, which was announced, shown, and then just canceled. So yeah, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, then yeah, Vatra Games 
were shut down months after Downpour released, and Hijink Studios were shut down, I think, a few days after the HD collection released. So Silent Hill, both in fiction and in reality, has a long list of victims. So is it that Konami? Because you've worked, uh, you've worked in, I, well, in QA, if I right, like yeah, yeah. So like from a publisher perspective, like is it just that as fans we're like so deep into these franchises that we don't realize that stuff like Silent Hill and Mega Man really don't move that many units to that like the publishers care about them and like that's what we don't get or I think it's because uh, the seventh generation, like hey y'all listen. The seventh generation was actually really rough. If if you think everything went fine uh, because you're a, a person that just plays the video games, I could I could you know be like, yeah, everything did go fine. I guess Gears of War, Uncharted, everything was great. It really wasn't. So <laughs> many studios uh, were closed. I think it was like the most ever up until that point. I don't know if that metric has changed, but like the the exponential growth of money that was used to make games like uh everyone's struggling to make engines you know japan especially uh what do mm. we do how do we do this what what's going on what's happening you know like no one knew what to do for a long time and like epic made out like bandits epic was just like get our engine out there nice and early everyone's using it it's not the best engine in the world but it's getting the job done you know mm. so if your franchise didn't kind of hit a stride, if you were starting out, you know, if, if, or if you were transitioning from PS2, uh, GameCube and Xbox, and if you had like, you know, a bomb or two under your belt, it was, it was really hard to recover and homecoming was really hard to recover from. <laughs> so I, I just kind of feel like any, like Castlevania was also in a really rough spot. A lot of franchises like, you know, Resident Evil did okay, thank God, and, and a couple of others, but there are just a couple of franchises that were left by the wayside that just had a rough transition there, and um, Silent Hill was unfortunately one of those ones. To this day, you know, of everything I read, I still don't have a clear understanding of why Team Silent was dissolved. There's like, uh, once in a while, I, I, re I saw like an escapist post from like uh, five years ago that was some random artist on homecoming who worked on homecoming was like oh they just like canned them because they thought the problem was like if they wanted to make western aimed horror games they should use western developers right where like not realizing that the weird un like unsettling nature of j-horror is what gave the silent hill games their like weird attitude so it's like the inafune effect of like yeah we need to <laughs> appeal to the west we need to make western games and just and that was like completely off base. Oh my god! Here's the here's the analogy. Yeah. Uh, uh, the same way that like for some reason British actors like nail the Western superhero archetype acting. <laughs> they do better than American actors because from that distance they know like what the culture actually is about and values. Right. Like like a like a British guy can be like like we'll just put on the perfect down the middle like hero voice. Because they're just like, yeah, yeah, I grew up watching, like, American movies. This is what they all sound like. Right, right, right. Like, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man are all British. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Batman. I don't count <laughs> Affleck Batman, so. A team of Japanese college students 
Uh, just like you're like we're told make a horror game that appeal to Westerners like yeah yeah Americans you know the ones who live in those weird ass empty towns that aren't stacked a hundred stories high and devouring you yeah yeah the ones that look like the town from kindergarten cop yeah yeah let's make that (laughs) so uh, we mentioned engine troubles which I guess is a good way to segue into uh, Silent Hill uh, HD collection by uh, hijinks games because this was the real clusterfuck. I mean, from watching your video on uh, uh, go to Matt McMuscles on YouTube, what happened? The Silent Hill HD collection. Uh, you know, Silent Hill 2 was a, a bunch of people working hundreds of hours, like, you know, burning all the midnight oil to try and figure out how to use the emotion engine, which was this finicky ass CPU. I don't even know how it is. What do you call it? A GPU? But, like, it, the PS2 was hard to program for. It did yeah. not work like a standard computer. Uh, and by just pure force of will, they got all these nifty effects and animations out of it. Uh, and then it was Hijinks uh, that was brought on to do the HD reboot, and they didn't even get the source code, right? Or am I remembering that? Yeah. Um, so th- this gets, like, a tiny bit complicated because... You know, the, the, the developer that Konami decided that, yeah, you're going to port uh, Silent Hill. Uh, Hijink Studios made three re- uh, karaoke revolution games. I think a Frogger reboot. And that's about <laughs> it. Uh, and they're based in California. I don't know why you would think there would be a good team to uh, port Silent Hill games. But I guess it's because Bluepoint is a Western uh, development house. And they did incredible work on the uh, MGS HD collection. That's like one of the best, you know, uh, HD collections of all time. And the Shadow of the Colossus remake was them too. And that was like, that should have been impossible. That was another game that was so reliant on like yeah. weird emotion engine shenanigans. That's one of the rougher, one of their rougher HD ports because they were actually working off the European version of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which had inferior things, like things that were wrong with it. Um, anyway, that, that's a whole other kettle of fish, but, um, yeah, so Blue Point, they, they'll, they'll take finished discs and be able to extract all the files and backwards engineer the game that way. But that's something that Blue Point has like honed into like a fine, like, uh, uh, sort of, uh, like that's how they handle their HD ports. Hijink Studios, not nearly, you know, experienced enough, not given enough time, not given enough money to do that sort of thing. So they're like, well, just give us the source code. If you have the source code, as far as I believe, uh, or uh, like my research indicates, that like that'll save you some time. You know, Mm -hmm. here's all the working files instead of like, here's a finished file, like, you know, pull it apart and put it back together again. So that's how Bluepoint does their work. And that's how they, you know, like can can take the the final build of something exactly the game that you remember but hijink studios uh people also like let me know that japanese studios very rarely kept the the source source code the fact that konami had any source code left of silent hill 2 and 3 which is like a miracle in and of itself even though it was not finished it was like you know an early beta build so there were still lots of things missing they were lucky to get that but you know, that is still a huge detriment to the development of that HD collection. So lots of things weren't fixed. Uh, the Silent Hill 2 was very, very customized with the Emotion Engine to run on the PlayStation 2. Even the Xbox, original Xbox version was not as polished as the as the PS2 original. There's still some effects that weren't quite up to snuff. 
but it, you know, it's still closer to what they had and just getting all this to run like hijinks was just not the developer that could do this and they were not given enough time and blah, blah, blah. And you know, this was kind of like seen as almost a big break. Like, Oh, if they could actually nail this like Silent Hill, a prestigious franchise, and it just didn't turn out that way. So they were not given the, the final code and they, the game was delayed. It was supposed to be only be a few months development time, but it turned out to be more than a year. And like, you, you know what, if this was God, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of like a really C tier franchise that shouldn't even get an HD remaster, but did I'm trying Glover 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 eight. Uh, uh, God Gex. Let's say all okay, the Gex games. Game. I know people love Gex. I'm happy for you. Anyway, let's say Gex came out and there's an HD remaster. Oh, look, Gex can, I can play it in HD. Woohoo. Great. Um, this is Silent Hill. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, the, one of the most influential horror franchises in gaming. And it gets this treatment. You didn't play Gex in Total Darkness three times through to get the <laughs> special good plus ending. Uh, and like can memorize every specific squelch of muddy track underneath yeah. your boots. All all those Gex levels that had like, you know, mannequin sex like enemies wandering <laughs> around. I mean, that, I'm sure there's a spooky level in Gex, but uh, yeah, not quite. Um, but it's silent. It's silent hell. It should deserve the best, much like the Metal Gear Solid HD collection got. But you know, it didn't. Uh, Konami never really believed in the franchise. They were just happy it was making money, and they didn't have anybody at that time when the HD collection came out that you know worked at that used to be on Team Silent. Uh, like I said in my What Happened video, Akira Yamaoka, the producer of the series and like one of the main maestros behind all the music. Uh, left in 2009 like the last thing he did i think was the soundtrack for uh shattered memories and if he wasn't there then like i'm sure he would have put up a stink i'm sure he would have said no this isn't right this isn't right but you know he wasn't a factor in the company anymore therefore silent uh ta-da silent hill hd collection now i've talked to some fans that said well i'd had no idea of any of these issues and i never played the ps2 versions I thought the HD collection was good. I'm ecstatic for you. (laughs) If you never encountered bugs, if you can't tell the difference. Now, when I made my video on this, I'm going to be completely honest. uh, I never played the HD collection before that. Uh, I just had heard and knew that like, you know, don't, don't play it. It's not worth it. Don't give Konami your money for this. And I already had an Xbox and PS2 uh, disc anyway. For this video, I played through the first hour of Silent Hill 2 twice. Uh, once on my PS2 disc and once on the HD disc. And I was like, okay, you know, this is this is probably going to be not as good. And I was just shocked with the drop in atmosphere. The, the like, how less scary it really was. I'm sure the Troy Baker voice track was at least an improvement, right? Had to be. You know, a lot of people hate it. Uh. You know, I like Troy Baker a lot. Um... I think he gives like he's Joel in Last of Us, you know, <laughs> he's incredible. He's 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 Bruce Wayne in the Telltale uh, uh, Batman games. And I think he does a great job there as well. Um, you know, he has a Let's Play channel with Nolan North now. 
I, I know they've done some videos together. I didn't know they have a, actually have a Let's Play channel. It's interesting. Reach but... out to them. They seem very game. They they We interviewed them. I'm saying go for it. Get it. Get awesome, it. awesome. Just be just be in a virtual room with some handsome men. I recommend very it. Very handsome. It's true. Uh, <laughs> I think he does a, a good job in that game. Now, the problem is that I think he said this in an interview. He's like, uh, I will automatically have backlash for my performance because I'm not the original performance. Like there's always going to be a percentage of people that are just like, you're not, you're not what I remember. You're not what I like. You're not what I prefer. And he's like, that's, that's just natural. And I'm like, you know, that's very true. But some people hate the, the voice acting, the original Silent Hill. It is stiff. It is awkward. But, you know, a lot of people think that leans into Silent Hill. And I think that's true. You know, everyone in Silent Hill has this like otherworldly feeling to them. Like they're not real people which kind of actually lends itself better to the franchise. Oh, no, I believed James Sunderland was real, and I just also believed he was way too whiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Playing through the HD collection again, like, I, I think the new voice tracks are, are good. I mean, I, I don't know if I could say I prefer one or the other, but they both have their charms. But it's so weird to me that as far as I could see, the Silent Hill 3 original recordings were, like, just lost. Like mm. just, Konami just didn't have them or something. Again, something that could have been maybe rectified if they could have backwards engineered the original, like, you know, finished discs and not work off the source code. I, you know, I don't, I don't know about the minutia there. That's still really weird to me. Some other, you know, fans say, oh, it was more contract disputes between voice actors, Konami and voice actors, a sordid history. It's complicated. <laughs> it hurts my head to think about it. So let's just move on. So Matt, I've, ar- I've already kept you uh, for, a, for a while, but uh, thank you for uh, taking the quadrilogy bullets so that I didn't have to. Yeah, no, I guess. no, no problem. Always, always happy to talk about the, the franchise and horror in games in general. So thank you. For the record, if people want to see your stuff on YouTube, it's uh, youtube.com slash uh, Matt McMuscles. And uh, if they want to support you on Patreon, like I do, uh, and get access to content ahead of time, vote in polls, and just generally support someone who has provided hundreds of hours of entertainment and asked nothing in return, <laughs> except now a Patreon, which is easily doable. Right. Uh, thank you so much for supporting me on there. Yeah, that's just like patreon.com uh, slash uh uh, Matt McMuscles. Um, yeah, like voting on polls. Uh, I was going to do a drunken lore recap of either Friday the 13th franchise or Bloodborne. Bloodborne just eked it out. So I'm actually going to be doing that right after this. So. Oh, my God. Uh, drink some water. Get some caffeine. Stay I will. loose. I will. And uh, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and, and, and lending your expertise. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I'll see you next time. In the fog, otherworld shit. No, I can't bet it. We okay. <laughs> Outro. There we go. We did it. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night, student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more.